Welcome back to another episode of the Bane and Clangin' Sports Podcast. That is right. Welcome back, you good-looking people out there in Radio World. We are banging and clanging, and we are your gracious host. We got Crossbones here, whose arms are so strong, he can fight the predator. Allegedly. Allegedly. And I am Blake, bro. Maybe second strong his arms, and maybe I could take on Mike Tyson. Probably not, because that's not true. <laughs> Crossbones. What? Yeah, huh? I was yes. like, "How was your day today?" It was good. It was good. Just a little. Uh, we we seems like we've been in a cloud here, just floating in Atlanta. Just we get a deluge of rain every single afternoon. Um, today was no different. Uh, came down right as I was uh, headed back from working out and uh, got some good. Uh, got got. It was a good cooling sensation to step out of the step out of that hot gym and feel some rain coming down on you. That is right. And you say time of showering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it makes the day go by. You get a lot more done getting it, uh, getting the shower in on the way to the to the car. That is right. You what? What special body part we train today? Uh, a little bit of everything. Uh, we are about to enter stage two or year two of this training because uh, the the powers that be have decided to add on an extra year to it since the first year went so well. So uh, right now I'm in the I'm in the uh, we're kind of in the holding pattern and we're starting it uh, I think in either next week or the week after probably the week after. Oh, very interesting. I like stage two better. Stage two sounds more exciting. It's the year two. Yeah, yeah. We we built the foundation this year. This year was spent all as I found out it's all foundation. And next you, we're next next that, next year next year we're going for it. Oh, I got an idea for you guys. You know what? That could that could uh, help with the training too. I got this idea. You won't believe it. it's gonna help you your brain and your eye coordination. You ready for this? Yeah. Juggling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Rob. Rob does a little bit. Of, Rob's actually really good at juggling. Believe it or not. Oh, oh, see, there we go. Juggling. Yeah. Rob, Rob put it in. He's got a lot of. He's a lot of. He's got his brain is probably like ninety percent gray matter, so he's really good at that. <laughs> hey, that's a, that's a keen eye. Anybody who juggles, they have the best coordination ever. Yeah, yeah, it, it does help. It does help a ton with being able to uh, being able to coordinate and keeping things in order and things like that. You are one hundred percent correct on that. That is right. I spiced up my training too by throwing in some boxing and martial art training in mine. That's always good to have. You can never have enough uh, cross training into your training. That's right. Thanks to the gym. It was at, uh, at Petrie City and, of course, Jam. Keeping us stunned guys in shape with the boxing and fighting. Do you know who else uh, is a wrestler turned stuntman that I saw? Uh, Darby Allen. Have you been, Have you watched any of the stuff that Darby Allen does, like in his he, off time when he stopped wrestling? Oh, yeah. He reminds me of the all MTV Jackass show with Steve uh, uh, with Steve, Steve Irvin. Not Steve Irvin. Uh, what's his name? Steve-O. <laughs> Yeah, that dude has some uh, some pretty interesting some pretty interesting stunts on his resume. I would yeah. have to say. I say in stunts, it's good to be safe. Not trying to actually throw your body to the wind and hope that you're going to come out alive. Yeah. <laughs> also, James Storm also has some pretty good stunts stunt work on his resume as well. Ah, uh, yeah, James Storm is smart with his stuff. <laughs> yeah, but that I was watching a thing on uh, Darby Allen 
where he, uh, he he jumped over. He took a Jeep Wrangler or a Jeep, maybe it's Grand Cherokee, and he mm-hmm. jumped over his house and landed. Um, in, he jumped in the car, so full speed, hit the ramp, jumped over the house, and landed on some boxes, but cleared his house. Good God. Well, he, he he's young, and he has a pretty uh, girlfriend, says fiance, to uh, nurse him back to health. And we, you know who this is? Uh, who I, I kind of vaguely remember. Uh, it's the girl from Toxic Attraction with the orange hair. <laughs> um, Gigi Dolan. That's Gigi. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. Um, go so by a different name because we wrestle on the independence. Before she got the orange hair, she had darker hair. I think, uh, but she wrestled around independence around Georgia. But before she was Gigi. <laughs> yeah, there have there have been some interesting um, things going on in WWE. Gigi Dolan was also she was involved in that tag team tournament. Um, their group got hurt. Toxic Attraction actually got hurt, um, so they were out, or she got a concussion, I think. <laughs> Uh, that has been one of the uh, many bright spots of the new uh, the new regime running uh, WWE is this uh, tag team women's tournament. Which, I love uh, it. It looks like they'll have the finals at uh, Clash of the Castle. Yeah, they're, they're building that pay-per-view good and new regime, good old Triple H. And now Tri- Shawn Michaels big time involved. They're really putting the shine in the women's division, which it wasn't getting much shine lately. And I love it. The tag team division for women's is getting good shine on. And superstars that you see now that under the old regime wasn't getting shown, and now it's you get people like Ricochet and people like you know everybody else like getting their shine on and looking amazing. I love this new yeah. format. And also, they brought back the Road Dog. Also came back this week as well. Oh yeah, I see that. For, good for you, Road Dog. Road Dog's always been an awesome, nice guy. Yeah. Generation yeah. X. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Xbox probably on his way also, and Kevin Nash. And uh, Scott Hall's son, probably and maybe, also. Maybe Billy Gunn. Oh, uh, no, Billy, Billy's fine. <laughs> I know, I just want Billy Gunn back. I, I, would, I wouldn't leave, I mean, you wouldn't leave an executive, he's like an executive producer or whatever over there uh, to join WWE for whatever position because you, you wouldn't be as high up on the food chain in WWE as he is in uh, AEW. Yeah, that is true. He has a good position. He got his boys, good little storyline, beating up his sons. Have his so that's gotta be weird though. Sometimes when you have to go do a feud with your with your kids, but you know, it's it's, it's the one we're waiting for Dominic and Ray to do. Yeah, yeah. I haven't. <laughs> Every week it just seems like uh, Dominic's story is getting beat up by Rhea Ripley. That that just seems like it's Dominic's thing right now. He's holding that I down. Want to be Dominic. Because uh, I was like, my God, having Rhea Ripley choke me out for a little while, that's a, that's a dream of mine. <laughs> yeah, she is, she is definitely uh, – she's a specimen. You don't find too many too many women that are built like that, able to do the things that she can at 25, which Jeez. is another thing. Yeah, she's young, so she's got, she's got a long time uh, to do it. Um, what do you think of that faction? I um, love the fact that Judgment Day? Yeah. Uh, like, 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 Edge didn't need to be there because Edge is pretty much his own entity by himself. But Finn Balor taking the reins of that one, and he, Edge didn't give him a rub, good push. But the, the Judgment Day looks great. That's like, I like the way the direction is, and Triple H is taking them in a new way, which is working out great. The storyline looks great, and Ballard, all I'm just waiting is for that demon transformation. But he's like, he's just look like he's like the, in the Bullet Club leadership mode because originally he was the original leader of Bullet Club because he came up with the name. Yeah, yeah. 
I do like the the direction. Edge announcing that he's going to retire in a year. What do you see with uh, Edge for this final final year? I guess the I guess SummerSlam next year is in Toronto. Yeah, so I the, think it the is. last pay per view that he was talking about was in Toronto, and he wants to end his career there. Yeah, I think it's good for him to retire in a big period like SummerSlam, WrestleMania on his home, you know, his home uh, home state, home country. So I, you know, like he has nothing to prove. I know he came back to get that redemption back because he didn't end it on his terms. So he get finally ended on his terms, which I love it because Edge is one of the greatest to ever do it, and he should should go out his own way. And we just got to think of an opponent like for him. Like for me, I don't I don't know like who could face up against. Him. I would love to him see him and Cena reunite their rival and just send it off that way. Who will will Edge get another title run? before the end of his career. I see it coming. I see one more title run and just career at least. It's got to be soon. It's got to be soon. It's got to be like a uh, happening in the very near future because you do want to, I mean, you do want to kind of build, if he's the champ, you want to build it up, you know, to this final match. But yeah, I can, I would definitely see it. I just don't see how, like, I still don't see how you're going to get the belts off of Roman. That is true. It's like, you kind of need a year, year to find it out, but like, it's hard to take it off Roman because Roman is like – it's weird to see him without the belts because he's the guy of WWE. It's like who could possibly – like Drew, yeah, great competitor. He could be a good face to, you know, beat him. But Clash of the Castle, I don't think see him beating Roman anytime soon. Like, uh, I don't know. It's just hard to see, like, if Drew doesn't beat him this time, like who is in the lineup to bring him back now. I know a lot of people, like, in WWE wants The Rock to come back at WrestleMania – challenge him and beat him but he's a busy man you can't he can't drop everything just to come wrestle for it to wrestle one more time so it's up in like, the air he can beat yeah, him. yeah he can if he wants to do it he'll do it it's not a it's not a matter of uh if he he will do uh whatever he feels he wants to do so if he wants to do it i'm pretty sure that he'll be able to come back and do it but it's just then making a uh Making it big enough for him. It's it's on WWE to make the match big enough for him to do it. Yeah. Well, WrestleMania does go Hollywood next. Yeah, yeah, but they still have to. They got to. They got to entice the dude. I mean, they got to say, hey, you know, this is we're gonna make this worth your while. So if they make it worth his while, they'll do it. Yeah, I can see that. Well, Brock does have the power to do whatever he wants. I can see what you're saying. But yeah, if they make it worth his while, why not? Let's have a Rock and Roll match, which everybody would like to see. It's in the bloodline. The, the original tribal chief is returning to face the current tribal chief. I'll see that. I'll love to see that. Now, um, also, what I have seen with uh, Triple H and the new regime, uh, they are making the middle card titles huge, making them a lot more prominent on exactly. the shows, which is kind of uh, a thing that has been lacking over the last couple of years um, with the with the former regime. So, the, one of the biggest matches is the Clash of the Castle. Yes, Sheamus versus the ring general, Gunther. Um, yes. in, this, in this huge match with a lot of buildup, Gunther has been running through everybody on, uh, on SmackDown. Shinsuke was probably the most high-profile opponent. He beats him. Um, he, he, of course, he took the title off of Ricochet during the, during the previous regime, and he kind of just squashed Ricochet. You knew that was happening because squashed the small guys. Um, so, but now he's got a legit contender going against Sheamus, who is, uh, who gave us the rundown on SmackDown. He's beat Triple H, he's beat Cena, he's beat Roman, he's beat all these guys. 
so this is a this is a tall challenge for Gunther. That is right. It's and not just a tall giant. This match is about to be stiff as heck. In wrestling world, stiff means this is going to be a hard hitting match between these two, these two hard hitting men. The European style in pro wrestling is hard hitting, just like Japanese, and they are going to go at it and beat the holy heck out of each other. Which I love it because these two, Sheamus, Walter, Gunther, whatever name you want to call them, but these guys, he's a hard hitter as well, and. Freaking, they're good. They, to me, this is the like. No offense to Roman and Drew, but to me, this is the main event right here. This match yeah. is going to steal the show. Yeah, I'm looking looking forward to that. Um, Sheamus and his group have kind of been uh, hovering in one place without direction. Now that uh, the Triple H just got in there, they kind of have a direction. They're a, they're a, they're a trio of wrestlers led by led by Sheamus and the other two are kind of, I mean, I, I know he's going to do some stuff with, uh, with Butch who's Pete Dunn because that's one of his dudes. Uh, mm-hmm. The other, the other dude, Ridge Holland, I don't know, the jury's still not out on him, but Sheamus being the focal point, having this match, this high profile match shows that Triple H still has faith in Sheamus. That is right. This match is like with Triple H's new regime, like, uh, like by the way, Triple H is killing it with all this one. Like, this is going great. Like the, the the everybody's meaning everything. This man, like Sheamus faction, Gunther's partner, they all mean it, everything. And that banger of a promo they had, where they just stared each other down at the end. Everybody started beating each other up, but they just stood their ground and stared at each other. That that's a bang of a promo that I have. That best promo of the week. I said, I have to say. Now, uh, also SmackDown opened with uh, the second. This is the second time it's happened. Ricochet versus Corbin. And Ricochet has defeated Corbin twice. So there's also a huge change in the way things are booked because like we, we, we talked earlier that Vince loves squashing small guys. Right. Um, and Ricochet has beat Corbin twice, which would, would have never happened. Yeah. It, it, and plus it was a great match too. Cause under, like Vince doesn't like smaller guys. And I always said like Vince in the past, he was great, but recently he lost touch with it all. And Triple H came in and fixed everything that Vince messed up, and you get a banger off a match, and everybody means something. Means because Ricochet is a freaking superstar. The guy wrestled around the world. He did his did his dues, did, did paid his dues, and he's now like a, you know a prominent superstar that's actually having banger off a match against someone like Baron Corbin, who's also be, became great. And they just, they tore the house down with that match, and everybody and everybody went home with a win. To me, I, they, nobody lost in that match. Everybody had a win, even though Ricochet did beat him twice, but everybody won in that. In my eyes. All right, so next week we have a re-debuting Karrion Cross, who his opponent unnamed yet, but we're finally going to get to see him in action. That is right. It's the, great. The Clash of the Castle, the way, it, the way it's kind of setting up is that Karrion has to do some type of interference. You don't bring him back to do nothing, especially at the time you brought him back. So what do you do to have Karrion um, – dictate the outcome of this match uh well the match coming up with him debut and he needs to have a banger of a match where he comes in dominates then go to classic castle where he that feud is going to is going to pick up very fast after classic champion where you know roman and drew have a great match and at the end make make drew almost win usos get involved didn't make it then at the end carry screws drew over classic way in wrestling screw him over drew loses and then they they take over their feud from there. 
Yeah, we have multiple. We have so many. I, I was saying on uh, on Twitter that you need a, the only way that a team that could beat the the tribal chief and the bloodline, you have to have a faction. I don't see Drew single handedly going out there and beating Roman by himself, especially that Rome, now he's got Karen Cross. You got the three. You got the two. The, the Usos in there, and then you've got uh, Sami Zayn, who uh, Drew. That Drew is fought. awesome. Yeah, Drew fought at the, at the main event of SmackDown. So you have a lot of different moving parts in there. Um, but starting with SummerSlam, it kind of, it kind of, it kind of showed me that they have a creative way of doing things now, mm-hmm. uh, where you know, where there's not going to be a no finish, there's not going to be a no contest. They're going to give you a creative way to finish the match and have an outcome that that you might not expect mm-hmm. but it but it's the best outcome for the to further the storyline that's right and like you said like you can't beat him like with another faction as well and then the idea came to me with Sami Zayn you know Sami is awesome he's like the odd man out in that group where you know the Usos are picking on him Roman's using him a little bit where he's trying to get in good with and be part of the family where He's, he might one day get shunned and roll. He, he, Sammy be like, okay, I have enough of this. And people are waiting for that baby face turn where Sammy betrays Roman and Roman loses the title where to beat the bloodline, you give him a blood cloth and Sammy could be that, that little cloth in the bloodline where one day Roman has that opponent and Sammy had enough, screws Roman over, Roman loses the title to maybe Sammy Zayn's best friend, Kevin Owens. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that because Kevin Owens' character has also got a revamp, mm-hmm. uh, going going more serious, more hardcore, more violent um, than ever before. So, so Triple H is kind of just reviving everybody's old character. That's right, because it worked. It was amazing because you know you need to fix what was broken, and now like ratings off the roof, and freaking everybody's going home happy, like the crowd loving this. Including uh, Dexter Loomis, which oh, is also an interesting, uh, an interesting addition to the show. That's right. The NXT, t- it was like an NXT invasion now. Like the like Triple H boys are coming in. Dexter Loomis like jumping through the crowd, getting the rest of, and people think it's a fan till the hood comes off. It's like, oh, it's Dexter. He's back. And then he he had that. He still had that little thing with Jamie, you know, like uh, her little, little love story where. I don't know. He is getting arrested all the time where I want to see where this is going <laughs> at the end. We got Dexter back. Yeah. So, so there's some, and he t- kidnapped Miz. I don't know. Maybe Miz is going to be off TV for a little while. Uh, so uh, Ciampa can have some, some time to himself and uh, kind of reestablish himself as well. Mm-hmm. We just started picking up because Tommaso becoming the old Tommaso slowly. You see it picking up. Yeah, um, I, I would like to see. I mean, he had a match against Bobby Lashley a couple of weeks ago. Did did pretty well. Um, great match. Yeah, yeah, great match. Um, I think Bobby is another another person we're going to talk about who is kind of like in a in a holding pattern. I, I thought they were going to do the draft like pretty soon, but it just turns out that Triple H just brought back so many people that they're just going to save it for later on at a later date. Um, yeah. But I do, I do like the stuff that that the matches that Bobby is having. You're going to have some different uh, putting him against different people, having him tie with people who you haven't seen before. That's also great. I, I do like that as well. Exactly, and Triple H is also reintroducing new title belts. And knowing Triple H is thinking, he's tradition. So, like, I love the traditional belts where they don't look like toys. 
where <laughs> like where you got traditional wrestling belts, which we all grew up loving, and end up going to K- Kmart back then, where I used to go, you used to pick up the belt and you know walk, walk around my neighborhood pretending I was a champion. So <laughs> yeah, bringing those new title belts in is gonna be a freaking nut plus. All right, so we also have Riddle versus Seth Rollins on the card. Um, Riddle is uh, he's been doing great, doing Randy stuff. Randy's still not there. Um, Seth needs a win. Badly. Yeah, he is. I don't know what is going on with this Seth story where, I don't know, Seth needs to beat Riddle this last time. This, this got to be it. Like, he, Seth has to beat him. There's no point whatsoever. This huge have to go on if Seth does not win. If Seth loses, go on do something else. This, this is over. This is enough. Seth, you, you have to win. You need to put a title back on Raw so Seth can go for it because he doesn't have anywhere else to go. That's right. That's another opponent for Roman. He, Seth could be a guy for him. That's another one. So I don't know. Like Seth have to beat. I only gonna say Seth have to beat Riddle at this match. There's no no other way. He have to win. Otherwise, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it it just doesn't it doesn't make sense because he's been. I mean, he's been at the top doing everything, and just he hasn't had he hasn't had a lot of success. He's had great matches, but but it. it he, he sort of, I know wins and losses, you know, I think that Triple H is also uh, kind of putting more of a, more of an emphasis on the wins and losses uh, because they mm-hmm. talked about Corbin losing two times in a row where uh, before that, I, I don't think that it was mentioned as much losing streaks, winning streaks, whatnot. I think Triple H is going to uh, be on top of that a little bit more. So that's, that's right. also good to see. That's yeah, that's really good. Like I like how Triple H is doing the wins and losses and how he's on top of everything right now where, you know, everything has, like, meaning now, which I love it. And and then also, we also f- forgot about this guy, the returning Johnny Gargano. <laughs> yeah, that was a huge – that was a huge return. Huge. They're surprised. Nobody knew he was there until that day he walked through backstage. <laughs> like, wow. I would like, and that's another reason why you need another belt on Raw. Because, I mean, I, I, Johnny's great, but he's not going to beat Roman. That's not, that's not going to happen. No, he's not going to beat Roman. It's a, no. Unless it's gonna be like a Daniel Bryan story somehow, but that, that's good. That's a that's a long that's the long game. That's yeah. a year. That's a year storyline. Yeah, you so. need to bring. Yeah, if you break back the belt, I mean, he he possibly could beat Drew or, or whoever goes over to Raw or, or be in that title mix. It would be more. It would be believable. But I would. But yeah, having him there is is huge. And also, Champa is also there. They didn't have that interaction, but they did have an interaction with him and Theory. Yep. The, the what is it? The way. Back in the good old NXT days, the way where Johnny was pretty much playing daddy role for Austin Theory. <laughs> That's what the crowd was chanting, who's your daddy? Because he's like, hey, your Vinnie Mac is so long goodbye, and Johnny's back. And those two are freaking going to tear the house down <laughs> with their match. One of my favorite things that Triple H has done, uh, he, he made it so everybody can stream again. So I was very happy about that. Um, that everybody got their streaming rights back and also uh, control of their social media, which had been uh, unjustly taken from Man. all of them. That's right. Even though they're independent contractors and Vince and the Vince didn't believe in that, but Trudeau's like, you know what? I'm going to make, make it good again for you guys where the morale was it morale backstage. Is that the one I'm looking for? And where everybody's backstage. I saw like, Wrestle talk. Everybody's talking about. It. It's happy. Everybody's happy. They got the streaming service. Like wrestling's comfortable. It's fun. They could shoot ideas. Where everybody's like having a good time now in WWE. 
<laughs> and also bringing back another tag team, which uh, Hit Row. Uh, oh, yeah. Also, they, they have returned to uh, – to... <laughs> Yeah, Swerve, Swerve got a, I, he got a better deal. I, I think his deal was his deal with uh, AEW is a little bit better. I, he would he would bring he would bring back Keith Lee in a second also if Keith Lee was available. Yeah, and Adam Cole and the rest of the undisputed era. Yeah, yeah, he he would, but but who knew that how this would how yeah, it would unfold? Did. Yeah, if they had waited, you know, just sat around possibly. But yeah, this was this this was very fast moving. Um, I, I do like so the three profits are actually traveling now. I, I don't know how they're going to do their brand split. They're they're on Raw, but they were on SmackDown recently. New days, New days reformed. Um, Xavier Woods came back last week and is now uh, back teaming with Kofi. You got the Viking Viking Raiders. So you got some you got some more tag teams back also as well. That's right, and Triple is doing it again, shining on the tag team division. So we got so much more. Now we have more tag teams now to go for the titles. Finally, yeah, you, you've added some good depth. Um, I would like to touch on NXT just for a second. Uh, the 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 combining of the belts. So NXT UK uh, is going is going away apparently. Uh, and there's, well, there's, oh no, go ahead, finish. I'll tell uh, you. Oh, I oh, oh, I wasn't sure. I I just I just thought that since they're combining the belts, that they were just doing away with it. Uh, no, not really. Like, it's not official do away. We're not taking a hiatus where they go and Triple H is going to do a hard reset right now on NXT UK. So, everybody from NXT UK are coming to the coming to NXT where Triple H is now going to bring his people in. And it's going to be like, it's going to be like, it's going to be like black and gold combined with 2.0 pretty much. Okay. All right. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. You got the game running the show again, and I could watch NXT again, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and my is about to unify the titles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, is, he is good, representing that, that Kennesaw State football um, as football season has uh, is just about to, about to kick off. All right, so that wraps it up for us. How about the questions of the day? Question is, uh, how you been watching the A- A- A&E documentaries? I have, I have. They've been good. What do you, what do you think about the D Generation X one and the rivals of John Cena and Edge, the last one recently? DX, I, I didn't realize that China uh, passed away so young, um, passing away at thirty-seven. Yeah. I thought she was, I thought she was older when she she passed away, but uh, she was actually pretty young. Um, I forgot that Xbox got fired from from uh, WCW, and that's why he came back. Sean's back injury, um, and that's why he had to relinquish the, the title to Stone Cold. And, uh, you know, it is kind of one of these things. I always forget that, that the Shawn Michaels DX never was the same, was completely different than the Triple H DX. The, the Triple H DX was, of course, it was Road Dog, Billy Gunn, X Pac, and China, where the previous, the other Shawn's was just him, Triple H, and China. So you never got a complete whole DX, really. Like 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 I, I like I envisioned it. It was always fractured with those two those two different versions of them. Yeah, and they would poke fun at the Hall of Fame when DX got it when Sean Billy were fighting with the mic and they're like, "Hey, this is my thing." No, 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 this is my thing. Way before you got here, kind of thing. So you kind of see like they were two different entities, but when they combined forces, oof, that's like a Super Saiyan mode right there. Yeah, yeah, and also that that Billy Gunn and uh, Fro Dog were 
or the they were they weren't floating, but yeah, they were they were in that that spot. A lot of a lot of those guys find themselves in that spot where you're on the verge of getting fired, but then you find your way, you find your your niche, and you're 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 golden. Um, Edge Edge and Cena, I I remember watching those two fight a ton. Um, they had a great rivalry between the two, and uh, I always thought they did a great job going against each other. That's right. Same here. It's like when I was in school and everything, they were the freaking amazing rivalry. They had like some people just work together well, like like peanut butter and jelly. They go together well. <laughs> it's like like those two make big banger of matches every time they put together. Because like they said, Cena was the Hulk Hogan of that generation. What makes a great superstar superhero? A great villain. And Edge loved being the villain. Yeah. And like you were saying earlier, I would like to see them maybe go go in one last time to go against each other in a match. Um, maybe WrestleMania, I'm sure. I don't know if Cena will have, uh, if they have an opponent picked out for John yet, but I would like to see him versus Edge, maybe for the title. Maybe hey. John's go, John going for 16, um, and then Edge um, trying to retain the title against John. Hey, I would love to see that, too. That would be amazing. That's a great way to send off Edge. Just have those two one more time. Just do it all. And and also for the D- DX documentary, I had to thank DX, too, for getting me in trouble for school, for getting me silent lunch and detention, for telling people to suck it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was – that was I was going to say a lot of that stuff they can't say or do now just because of the, the culture that we live in. Um, we can't – I mean, they can't do that gesture. You can't do that. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it was – I mean, everybody was doing that. It, it took over. Everybody's doing it when he scored touchdowns and, and extra points or whatever. People hitting basketballs, doing that. It, it was it was a cultural phenomenon um, back in that time uh, in the the late nineties, early early two thousands. Also, I was looking. I, I did you know Rock only wrestled for six years. Who was that? Rock, the Rock. He only wrestled for six years. That's it. Wow, can you believe that? That's really yeah. short. Yeah, I was I was looking at the thing. It was like six years. Yeah, he was only there six years. 1996 to 2002. That's all he got. He was oh. gone. He was he was a full-time performer for six years. That's all. Hey, he, he, he is luck of the draw right there. Some people just shot up super fast like that. Yeah, he was able to get he had a he had a good six years, but that's all he he, he was only a full-time WWE superstar for six years. That's it. That's right. Not, not counting his independent stuff. Yeah, not counting. Yeah, not counting when he came back uh, and fought John for the. But that's still he was only there for a year. So I mean, if you total all of his time in WWE, it's probably only like seven and a half years, maybe eight. Yeah, and as you combine like his total wrestling, don't forget the Memphis stuff he did like before WWE. Right. So right. total maybe maybe close to ten, maybe. When you compare that to somebody like John Cena, Rey Mysterio, who were well, John was in WWE for twenty years. Yeah, Ray John. Was in, Ray was in WWE for twenty years. Yeah, they had a long career. Like, so, like those guys had like a long extended careers. And Rock would just like what can we say? Special. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he had a yeah. But it, when I think about it, I mean, I guess it's just because of the age I was and the time frame. It just seems like it's a lot longer. But yeah, yeah that's, that's one hell of a. Held an impact for that amount of time. All right, uh, next question. All right, in the next, uh, the, like, uh, rivals you've seen lately in wrestling, like, what was the, your favorite rivalry? I don't, besides Hogan and Warrior. <laughs> um, 
I would like to say uh, Randy, Randy Macho Man Savage and Hogan, Mega Powers. Oh, that is a great rivalry. Any, yeah. Anything special about that? Uh, because they were a tag team. They were the Mega Powers, uh, Miss Elizabeth and, and Macho um, thought that Hogan was going after Elizabeth, broke up the tag team. So it was Hogan chasing Macho for the belt. Um, and it was, it was crazy. It, it was good. And um, those two were the ultimate, they're polar opposites. One's a speed agility guy. One was a power guy. And mm-hmm. um, Randy would just do anything to win. And it, he just couldn't overcome Hulk's power at the end, uh, kicking out of the elbow drop. And then um, and then with the leg, like he always did. And that set up WrestleMania WrestleMania six, where he goes against Ultimate Warrior after he beat Randy Randy for the belt. Oh, classic matches. I, for my one, I have to say, for uh, my one was even the, mine was Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Vince McMahon. That rivalry, I remember Saint Valentine's Day Massacre. That's when Big Show debuted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, came up and destroyed the ring. That's right. That was one of my favorites all time. The corporation versus that blue collar guy that everybody wants to do at work where he wants to punch his balls in the face. <laughs> yeah. 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 Now, those were, those were great times, great times. And it, it helped make uh, WWE what it is, what it is today in all honesty. All right. Next, next question. All right. Here's a thinker. Um, I've seen this thing called 10 fitness trends you do not need. So let's pick, let's pick one. If you want to pick more than one, go for it. Uh, fitness trends we don't need. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about all these guys lifting furniture right now in their videos? Wait, I don't get the point of that. I thought that we just – I don't get why people want to lift furniture. Unless it's, you know, I mean, you know. That was, it's a trend. It's just people see other people do it, and one dude was squatting a whole, uh, whole set of bleachers and uh, just things like that. So I do not – Somebody asked me the other day, "Is like, do you just come in here and just laugh when you see all this stuff? Because they were like, you, you've done this a long time. You know what works and what doesn't. So when you see people doing the stuff that you that they obviously have seen on the internet or, or through social media, I, I can see it immediately because, because I know it. I mean, it, it hits the algorithm. It hits the, the algorithm hits everybody the same. I see the same stuff that everybody else sees. But they don't have the wherewithal to say, hey, you know, Either it's just ridiculous that it doesn't work or people think it looks good or it's aesthetically pleasing, so they do it. But it doesn't mm-hmm. have any merit. It doesn't have any merit to it, most of it. Yeah, for those things, like, I, like they asked me to say, they like, what do you think of it? I was like, I don't really care. <laughs> it doesn't It doesn't speak to me like it does to, like, the, well, should I say younger generation? Should I say that? These these times? <laughs> sort of like that. <laughs> And my like, I have to say, for my trend, it's like, is that we touched this a while back, and I see, still see it. You don't need a dry scoop pre-workout. <laughs> yeah, people are still doing that. I don't get the point of that, really. Like, like the water it does help. Like, I know the study's true or not, but I heard like it, water helps like activate the stuff in the in the pre-workout where you mix them together like that. But dry scooping pre dry scooping pre-workout is I don't I don't see the it's point. Just, of it. It's dum dums following dum dums. Ah, that's his, that's Twitter. That's his Twitter hashtag right there. <laughs> yeah, they 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 dinged me yesterday. I can't call people dum dums on uh on on their uh on the on the comments oh. anymore. Yeah, they they were like, oh, that goes against our our standards of of whatever. So you can't say wow. dum dums. 
What can you say now? We got to make up a different word. I, I don't know. I don't know. You can't be derogatory. It, 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 they're very high on being derogatory in the comments right now. Yeah, we got, we got to say people cannot be bananas. I don't know. Something, something I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like that. Yeah, but that's, that's just a trend. I mean, it's, there'll be another one next week, and then there'll be another one the week after that. There'll be another one the week after that. I mean, it's people getting the BBL surgeries, the, the Brazilian butt lift surgeries. That was that was a thing. They don't, they don't realize how bad it's going to look in seven years. Oh no, bad. they don't. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> it looks bad. Medic surgeries just go bad. Yeah, that's, that's one that doesn't necessarily. It, it that is not that one's not going to hold water over over uh, the lifetime of your of your body. Um, that one. Um. But yeah, there. I haven't. I haven't really seen too many uh, crazy diet things. Or um, <laughs> I wish there. Any uh, YouTube commercials are the worst out of all of the social media commercials. YouTube has got the worst commercials right now. I see a lot of V shred stuff. Oh my uh, god! The V says shred saying stuff. But I mean, but to his credit, I mean, he's riding the wave of incompetence out there of people uh, who don't know what they're doing. Um, cause people keep, people keep buying the stuff. So he keeps making commercials, but it's bad. It is bad. Like, like you said, YouTube is bad. Like you see people like they're like lifting these weights, selling their program, but like, you like did a, like, not like people like me and you that know better, but the common folk like don't know better. That'd be like, Oh, this is great. Let me buy his stuff where yeah, it yeah. doesn't always go the way that you wanted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will say this though. There, there are some great supplement companies, um, that, yeah. that make good products. But uh, usually if they're marketing to you between your, your YouTube videos, they're usually not good. That's usually not quality. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there are some, like you said, good companies out there. But yeah, don't, yeah some of those sellers on YouTube, I don't trust them. Mm-hmm. There, is, there is one guy who I follow on Instagram. He, his name is GoodNBU, I think. And mm. what he does is he exposes like, a lot of people who do Photoshop, who Photoshop their pictures. Yeah, they, they bring in their waist, or they make their arms bigger, or they 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 ex- accentuate their shoulder caps, or things like that. And his, I love, I love his channel because he just exposes these guys and girls and these people who do it. Um, and then yeah, he and they get they get just whatever shamed off the internet. But he's doing he's doing some good work out there. He he is he is a uh, he is uh, he's doing the he he is like a He's like an IG superhero who's taken down all these phonies. So I'll, I'll have the correct one when I post this on uh, on uh, for the for the for the um, podcast. But yeah, I'll put his link in there. He's good stuff. That is awesome. It's like this other guy I follow. He's on. A, he's a, he does like fitness stuff, but he calls people out. Like Greg, do he's got Italian, but he's Greg. Greg Dusset. Yeah, he calls out people. Like I like that stuff. You know, I like. He just calls people out, like you know, you know, people using PEDs, like saying, like, "Oh, we're all natural, and we do all this." But he's like, "No, you're using this and this." And he calls people out, which I, you know, I love it when you know. Yeah, you got my boy up. Titan. You got my boy Titan, Mike O'Hearn. Mike O'Hearn just looked at him. <laughs> Mike has looked that way uh, for for uh, thirty years. Thirty yeah, years, which is, which is impossible. It's impossible if you're not using whatever the hell. I don't know what he's using, but he's using something. If you, if you, yeah, yeah, but easy. But he's he's incredible. I mean, there's no human being I've ever seen. 
outside of Lex, he, he him and Lex are are very similar in uh, in, in how they look and how they maintain themselves. Um, yeah. Lex Lex when he was wrestling versus Titan, and uh, Titan was on uh, um, American Gladiator. <laughs> yeah, American Gladiators with uh, Tanoa and Crush, and my second favorite trainer, Jen Winderstrom. Yeah, that's right, and my favorite uh, person, other girl too, uh, Gina Carano. <laughs> Crush. Crush. I call it Gina Carana because that's yeah. how I remember. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. but yeah, Michael Hearn, like, you know, he'd been doing it for a while. Like, like my other guy, like, I only met him one time. Uh, what's his name? Larry Wheels. <laughs> yeah. 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 Larry Wheels. Yeah. But he called him out. Larry Wheels now said he's coming off his stuff and we're going to see how this goes. Yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of guys on stuff, but I, it's, it's not even, it's not worth it. But for them, it was. And, Hard, hard, hard um, lesson to, uh, to learn, but to each its own. All right, next question. All right, entertainment world. Here we go. I'm going to kick down this door. And uh, what do you – this is it's, it's entertainment and sports, so this is a combined question. First, got to give a shout-out for this entertainment world, this Hulu show Mike with our boy Kiko on there knocking people out and killing it. Yeah, he did a great – he did a great job. Um <laughs> It's unbelievable. So going from the going from the Titan Games to uh, to to actually being and doing the things that he's doing is pretty incredible. Um, so big shout outs to him. Hard work and determination and believing in yourself. It's a huge jump to uh, from doing his former profession to get into this. So, but yeah, all right, that's continue. right. That's right. Huge big up to the big USO. Like yeah, he was killing on there. You know this guy. You know, since Titan Games, like you said, where he is now, killing in the world, the stunt world. And, you know, like, you know, love this guy to death. This guy even helped me out with my career. You know, big shout out for him for always, you know, helping me out too. This guy's taking over the world, people. And that show, Mike, that's a killer show. What do you thought of it? Yeah, it's good. It's good. I mean, I, I, watched, I, mean, I started watching Mike Tyson in 1984. I, I've watched almost every single one of his fights, the whole whole fight. Some of them are short. Some of them went pretty good distance. But um, And then also a lot of the stuff I, I do know prior from, from just watching watching different documentaries on him. But, yeah, it's good. It's good. That's right. Like, uh, I remember I had to rewatch it because I was, you know, I was around 84. But I, I had to rewatch all those fights. And, like, he's my all-time favorite boxer, Mike Tyson. And I had this question asked to me at the gym one day because, I, you know, I was a Mike Tyson fan. They, they heard about the show. So they were like, if Mike Tyson come up to you, be like, hey, you want to train together? Would you do it? Uh, Mike did really lift a lot of weights. No, his weight train. Like, he said, like, hey, let's get into the ring and do some boxing. Oh, yeah, I'd do it. I'd do it. Yeah, I would too. Like, yeah. like I said, same thing. I'll do it. As long as I'm not fighting against him, I would totally do it. What's your favorite Tyson fight? Oh, my God. There are so many. Uh, oh, my God. I was just watching. Me and my dad were just now watching the um, – on YouTube and his favorite knockouts. Oh my God. I try to remember this thing. It was, uh, what's his name? Mike Tyson was in the ring, right? This guy's pacing back and forth, trying to intimidate Mike. And Mike's eyes are just following him. I try to remember this guy's name. Oh my God. Um, oh my God. This guy's through my tongue, but this is one of the main fights. It was for the heavyweight title. I think it was. And Mike was in there, not intimidated at all. And this guy comes and thought he could intimidate Mike. It's pacing side to side. All you see is Mike standing there, his eyes going right to left, right to left, not even taking his eyes off the guy. 
And Mike, I don't know if it was the second or third round, but Mike knocked this guy on his butt. That was one of the amazing ones that, that I remember. What about uh, you? Uh, I'd like to fight against Larry Holmes. Mike Tyson versus Larry Holmes. Uh, so Larry Holmes is the guy who Mike Tyson grew up idolizing Muhammad Ali. And uh, uh-huh. Muhammad Ali was at the end of his career. And uh, Larry Holmes just just beat beat Muhammad Ali down. I mean, he, Muhammad Ali was a he was an older fighter, not as fast, not a, he was doing it for the money. You know, he's still still in there taking punches. So Larry Holmes, up and coming fighter, just took it to Muhammad Ali, and uh, Mike Tyson took that personally. So when he got in there with Larry Holmes, he absolutely destroyed him. He could have knocked him out in the first in the first round, early first round, but he was like, "I'm going to make, I'm going to punish him." And Mike punished him, and then just yeah, took him out and just made him pay because he 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 beat up his favorite fighter. So that part of Mike Tyson, I I do I kind of identify <laughs> identify because you want to take out if somebody goes after somebody who you've idolized and you have a chance to right that wrong, you take yeah, the shot. Exactly. And did you remember, did you ever watch the, it was on a documentary, it's on YouTube, the documentary, but Mike Tyson said he talked to Muhammad Ali because Muhammad Ali came to watch his fight. Yep. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. So Mike came up to Tyson and so I said, well, "No, uh, he was yeah." Uh, Tyson came up to uh, Muhammad Ali and said, "Like I'm going to knock this guy out for you." He said that to him. Yeah, yeah. There's not a lot of uh, there. People think there's a lot of time in between those two, but there wasn't. They only missed each other by like three or four years. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. they was not that far. They're not that far apart at all, as you really think about. It. Like you said, like. Like, can you imagine if those two in their prime go against each other? Muhammad Ali would beat him. Yeah, I don't, yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. It's hard for Tyson, but I, I'm, I'm torn between the two. Yeah, <laughs> Muhammad is a big. He was a bigger fighter. Mike had a lot of power, but Muhammad Ali um, is the goat. He would have. He would have found a way. Um, yeah. I, th- I think, but, but yeah, we'll, we'll never know. We'll never know. Yeah, can you imagine the box office money that would have brought in? <laughs> it would be, it would do Logan Paul numbers. It would do Logan Paul's Floyd Mayweather numbers. Yeah, probably the, all the both of them combined numbers. They'd be yeah. retired for that one fight. Like, oh, we're done. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it would it would do those type of numbers if if it uh, if it could happen. All right, so this has been an episode of Pagan and Clanging podcast. Uh, we are um, we'll be back very soon. Um, we'll talk more about Clash the Castle, uh, the new regime. Uh, check out Banff Hammer. Check out GMU Nutrition, who actually makes good nutrition. And also, uh, Pro Subs. We'll get Pro Subs uh, yes, a, uh, a, sh- a shout out. Pro Subs. Because uh, they, they do make some great stuff. I take the hide, and I also have their, their branch chains um, that That's I also good. take. And I approve. I approve um, of what they do. Great products. Great That's products. right. Love it. Pros and more stuff coming down the way. Yeah. All right. Take it home. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the Bang Clang Sports Podcast. We love having you guys here. Love that, listening to, love that you guys listen to us. Check out the Instagram page, Bang Clang Sports Podcast. Check out some stuff there. If you want to leave us a question, feel free to leave us a question on there. Check out the YouTube page, Clang and Bang, Voice of the Faces, see some of the workouts. New episodes coming very soon, hopefully before summer ends. And don't forget your band family, get you some good nutrition. Check out all those cool wrestling stuff that we talk about. Go back, watch SmackDown Raw. Give us your ideas if you want. And don't forget, 
to stay hydrated because it's still hot outside. Summertime is still hanging in there. Winter's not here yet, even though right here in Georgia is a bunch of thunderstorms and rain because of hurricane season. So we're stuck in the rain here. And as always, keep talking about us. Tell everybody about us. And as always, Crossbones here, arms stronger than Brock Lesnar himself. Allegedly. Allegedly. And I am Blake Barrett. Maybe second strong as arms. Maybe one day catch up the crossbones. Who knows? And as always, we are banging and clanging sports. And we catch you in the next exciting episode of the Banging Clanging Sports Podcast. Good night.